beautiful ghouls welcome this is brandy i'm here with my sister jody hello so it is a brand new year happy new year finally back i'm very excited <laughs> um so i got some facts to start off with okay so first one three presidents all founding fathers john adams thomas jefferson and james monroe died on july 4th Presidents Adam and Jefferson also died the same year, 1826. President Monroe died 1831. Hmm. Coincidence, maybe? Oh, no, that's weird. Um, and some of these I know that I've done before, but it kind of goes more into depth. So, like this next one, Barbie's full name is, the Barbie doll's full name is Barbara Mill Millicent Roberts from Willows, Wisconsin. Her birthday is March 9th, 1959, when she was first displayed at the New York City Toy Fair. Cool. There actually aren't 57 varieties of Heinz ketchup, and never were. Company's founder, H.J. Heinz, thought this product should have a number, and he liked 57. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, there's a hint. Hit the bottle, the glass bottle on the 57, on, not on the bottom to get the ketchup to flow. Oh. I think I've heard that before. Yeah, it's like right on the bottom corner or something. I don't know. Uh, next one, one of the president, one of President John Tyler's grandsons is still alive today. He was born in 1790. How is this possible? President Tyler, the 10th U.S. president, was 63 when his son, Leon Tyler, was born in 1853. Jeez. Leon's son was born when he was 75. President Tyler's living grandson, Harrison Tyler, is 92. Leon's other son, Leon Jr., passed away in 2020 at the age of 95. The, the Tyler family still maintains the president's home in Sherwood Forest Plantation in Virginia. Hmm. That's Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if he died of coronavirus. I don't know. That'd be crazy. Or maybe just old age, but... Yeah, he was 95. That'd be crazy. Next one. The tallest man ever recorded was an American giant, Robert Wadlow. He was alive from 1918 to 1940, who stood 8 feet 11 inches. Oh, man. Wadlow's size was the result of an abnormally enlarged pituitary gland. Could you imagine being that tall? No. Me neither. I don't think that would be very fun. No. Not at all. Next one. The tallest living man is 37-year-old Sultan Kozin from Turkey, who is 8 feet 2.8 inches, who set the record in 2009. His growth is also due to a pituitary issue. The oldest person ever to have lived, whose age could be authenticated, was a French woman named... Why am I having such a hard time pronouncing that? Janine? Jean? Jean? You think that's what it is? Yeah. Seriously? Jean-Louise yeah. <laughs> Clement. It's spelled super weird to me. It looks like Jean to me. <laughs> it looks like Jean to me. That's weird. Anyway, she was 122 years old when she died in 1997. How? 122? 122 years old. Whew. In 1997. That's crazy. 
Uh, sliced bread was first manufactured by machine and sold in the 1920s by Chili Cloth Baking Company in Missouri. It was the greatest thing since unsliced bread. Oh my gosh. The Earl of Sandwich, John Montague, who lived in the 1700s, reportedly invented the sandwich so he wouldn't have to leave his gambling table to eat. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow that does not surprise me. Yeah. Uh, Next one. The first college football game was played on November 6th, 1869 between Rutgers and Princeton, then known as the College of New New Jersey. In New Brunswick, New Jersey, the Rutgers won. Uh, next one, experiments in universities have actually been carried out to figure figure out how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop. Both with machine and human lickers, <laughs> the results ranged from 252 to 411. Hmm. I can't ever just lick to the center. I, I always end up biting it. Yeah, I that would take way too long. I know. <laughs> uh, the Four Corners is the only spot in the U.S. where you can stand in four states at once. Utah, Colorado, Arizona, and New Mexico. Canada is south of Detroit. It says just look at a map. Hmm. The original name for the search engine Google was Backrub. It was named Google after the Google which is the number one followed by 100 zeros. Okay. Could you imagine it being called back rub? No. Just back rub it. <laughs> you think that would work? I don't think so. Just give it a back rub. That's horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to back rub and look something up. That's because it's a it's Google it now. Yeah. So back rub it? No. No. I'm so glad they changed it. Yeah. Next one, the oldest known living land animal is a tortoise named Jonathan, who is 187 years old. Oh my gosh. He was born in 1832 and has lived on the island of St. Helena in the Atlantic Ocean since 1882. Poor old turtle. I know, right? Bats are the only mammals that can actually fly. Wombats are the only animal animal whose poop is cubed shape. This is due to how their intestines form uh, the feces. The animals then stack the cubes to mark their territory. Oh my God. <laughs> That's why. Because I know we'd read that before. Yeah, we've read that before. <laughs> They're like building Legos with their poop. <laughs> Recognize that smell anywhere. Ew. That's <laughs> gross. <laughs> okay, next one. The most common wild bird in the world isn't the sparrow or blue jay. It is a red-billed qualia, hmm. which live in Africa and have an estimated population of 1.5 billion. Hate birds. <laughs> the heart of the blue whale, the largest animal on Earth, is 5 feet long and weighs 400 pounds. The whale in total weighs 40,000 pounds. Wow. For comparison, the elephant's heart weighs around 30 pounds and a human heart a mere 10 ounces. Could you imagine being in the ocean right next to a whale? No. That would be horrible. I would 
I would die of fright. I'd They're be so, so big. Yeah, I couldn't. Mm. Uh, elephants can't jump. No, that don't surprise me. No. Octopuses have three hearts. Cows don't actually have four stomachs. They have one stomach with four compartments. The platypus doesn't have a stomach at all. Their esophagus goes straight to their intestines. That's what I need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, this is one animal myth that's true. Eating parts of a puffer fish can kill you because in a defense mechanism to ward off predators, it contains a deadly chemical called tetrodotoxin. There's enough in one puffer fish to kill 30 people, and there's no anecdote. Still, puffer fish called fugu is a highly prized delicacy in Japan, but can only be prepared by well-trained chefs. Yeah, I knew that. So you can't. I mean, you can eat it, but it has to be prepared just right, I guess. Yeah. So just don't eat it. Yeah, exactly. It can't be that good. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, polar bears have black skin, and actually their fur isn't white. It's see-through, so it appears white as it reflects light. Really? And apparently. But if it's see-through and their skin is black... That's weird. I, yeah. Well, this piece of paper says. Oh, well. <laughs> uh, flamingos are only pink because of chemicals called car- carotenoids in algae and fish, uh, which also eat the algae. They eat. Their feathers are grayish white when they're born. Hmm. Uh, what do Miss Piggy and Yoda have in common? They're both voiced by the same person, puppeteer Frank Oz. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either. The green code in the Matrix is actually created from symbols in the code designer's wife's sushi cookbook. (laughs) What? Uh, The wedding of Princess Diana and Prince Charles was watched by 750 million people worldwide in 1981. Sadly, 2.5 billion watched her funeral in 1997. Uh, there are no muscles in your fingers. Their function is controlled by muscles in your palms and arms. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. The hardest working muscle in your body is your heart. It pumps more than 2,000 gallons of blood a day and beats more than 2.5 billion times in a 70-year lifespan. Skin is the body's largest organ. The Earth's circumference is uh, 24,900 miles. According to recent research, the human nose can distinguish at least a trillion different different odors. A trillion different odors. That's a lot. Yeah. The longest fingernails ever were over 28 feet in total. American Lee Redman uh, started growing them in 1979 and set the record in 2008. Sadly, she lost her nails in a car crash in 2009. That's so stupid. I know. It's like you can't do anything. How do you wipe your butt? How, how do you do anything? How? Anything. Oh my how gosh, do you pull just... your pants down? I mean, how do you... Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. And it looks stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, next one, the origin of the word sinister reflects a historical bias against left-handed people. It comes from the Latin word for left, which uh, was also seen to be unlucky or evil. Oh. 
Alrighty. Next one, there is not one letter Q in any U.S. state name. The only letter in the alphabet to be missing. J and Z are only represented once each in New Jersey and Arizona. The word strengths is the longest word in the English language with only one vowel. Cartoonist Mort Walker created Beetle Bailey came up with names for the things we often see in comics and cartoons. Brift is the dust cloud a character makes when he runs away quickly. Pludes are the beads of sweat when a character is under duress. And Grawlicks are symbols such as, like the pound sign, at sign, mm-hmm. uh, that stand for curse words. Hmm. Those are weird words. Mm-hmm. Next one, the, the dog ate John Steinbeck's homework, literally. The author's pup chewed up an early version of Mice and Men. Quote, I was pretty mad, but the poor fellow may have been acting critically, he wrote. Okay. Next one, among lost works, oh, this story might be even worse. Ernest Hemingway's first wife, Hadley, left a suitcase full of the author's writings on a train. When she went back to get it, it was gone. Quote, I had never seen anyone hurt by a thing other than death or unbearable suffering except Hadley when she told me about the things being gone, Hemingway wrote. In a movable, movable feast. Okay. It must have been a story. Because it was italicized. Hmm. Uh, the original title of Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice was First Impressions. Next one. Hawaiian pizza was created in Ontario, Canada by Greek immigrant Sam Panopoulos. In 1962. Okay, and my last one. Almost all commercially grown artichokes, 99.9%, come from California. One town in particular, Castroville, is nicknamed the artichoke capital of the world. And those were my facts for the week. All right. I did scary stories. Okay. All right. This one is called Doppelganger. Oh. As told by Reddit user QuietVoice4846, Late at night, I usually go to the bathroom multiple times, but for the past four days, every time I go to leave, I can see myself still standing in the mirror from the corner of my eye. It is like the other me is watching me leave the bathroom. It terrifies me to the point where I almost run out without looking directly at the mirror. I never told my husband about it because I didn't want to acknowledge it out loud. Earlier today, I took a nap in our bed while he sat in the chair next to it watching TV. When I woke up, he told me that he had seen me sit up and crawl backward to the edge of the bed and stand up in front of our bedroom door from the corner of his eye. He thought it was weird that I got up like that because I'm in the last month of my pregnancy and I can't really move so well without it hurting, so he tried talking to me. When I didn't answer, he looked at the door to find me not there and still sleeping in bed. I got really creeped out and finally told him about what I have been seeing in the bathroom. He thought it was creepy as well, but didn't want to really talk about it anymore because he thinks it will give whatever it is power or energy. I have no idea what it wants or why we both saw it. All right, this one is called Haunted Hotels, as told by Reddit user BrightEyes10. When I was 15, I traveled to Europe with my family. We stayed in Ittal, Germany. 
in a small inn for a few nights. My parents had a double bed on the second floor. My sisters had the double bedroom next to theirs. I was lucky enough to have a single room all to myself at the far end of the hall. When we went to check into our rooms, as soon as I entered the hallway our rooms were in, I remember almost feeling as though I walked into a wall of bad energy. I just felt so unnerved and uneasy in that hallway, but I passed it off as an overactive imagination. I slept the first night without any issues other than waking up a few times. The next morning at breakfast, one of my sisters mentioned feeling really uncomfortable in the hallway, almost as if the air was crushing. It unnerved me even more that I wasn't the only one who felt weirded out. Plus, she was an adult at the time, so it further cemented my head that the wing of the hotel was odd. Later that night, I'm sleeping peacefully when at about 2 a.m. I'm woken by something ripping the covers off of me and being jerked about two feet towards the end of the bed by my ankle. At first, I thought someone had broken into my room because when I turned towards what had grabbed me, a huge looming black shape was visible in the darkness, like a man was in my room. I frantically flipped the light on, only to have there been nothing there. The window was locked from the inside, there was no one in the closet or the bathroom, and my room was also still locked from the inside. I stayed up the rest of the night scared, playing Cooking Mama on my DS. The next morning, we're at breakfast, and my sister mentions that she was up half the night because she thought she saw a person silhouetted against the wall of the room, but when she turned on the light, there was no one there. It was just a bizarre and creepy experience. We checked out that day, so I didn't get to experience anything after that, but it still freaks me out to this day. Yeah, that's creepy. Especially if other people have experiences, too, like Mm -hmm. same place. That just makes it even more creepy. Yeah. Um, This one's called The Rocking Horse. One night, when I was maybe 10 or 12, I had trouble falling asleep. My bedroom was the entire top floor of our house, with my bed and such being on the left side, and storage closets and a play area on the right. I was lying in bed when I heard a noise from the other side of the room and saw a rocking horse begin to rock. It was sitting just outside one of the storage closet doors. It proceeded to rock its way halfway across the room and stopped dead under the ceiling light. At this point, I was freaking out and just buried my head under my blankets and never peeked out again until morning. When I woke up, the rocking horse was still in the middle of my room. Furthermore, I got a stern reprimand from my parents for being up out of bed playing with my toys well past my bedtime. Their bedroom was directly below the storage closet play area and had heard creaking shuffling across the room. This one is called Shh. (laughs) Okay. As told by Reddit user Fuzzy Bandits. When I was a teenager, I used to babysit my cousin Alyssa. She was little, maybe almost two, maybe a little older, old enough to say sentences. I'm giving her a bath before bed when she looks out into the hallway and gets a terrified look on her face and starts crying. At this moment, my aunt's Pomeranian starts going nuts as well, barking and growling into the hallway. The atmosphere in the room became uncomfortable and I started getting scared. I took her downstairs from the third floor to the townhouse to try and calm her down. I asked her what was wrong, and she said something along the lines of, the man with the black eyes was there. When I continued to pry, she looked up at the second floor stairs, her eyes getting big, and looks at me, bringing her finger up to her mouth and said, shh, while shaking her head no. (laughs) 
This one's called The Trickster, as told by Reddit user Scarlet Beeswax. <laughs> Not bees knees, beeswax. <laughs> I lived in this house with a basement, and every time I walked up the stairs, I would get this weird, creepy, goosebumps feeling on the back of my neck. It didn't make me uneasy to go down the stairs or to be in the basement. My craft room was down there, and I spent a lot of time there. After a while, I would have items I was using disappear when I would look away from them. I would search and search, and one day I got frustrated, and to no one in particular, I said, Can you please, can I please have my scissors back? I had just looked under the pile of new mail, and when I turned my head, there were my scissors on top of the pile of mail. I talked to my neighbor, and she told me that the original owner of the house was a jolly old man who loved to prank people, and that he had fallen coming up the stairs one day and died. I think the goosebumps were him trying to tell me to be careful, and every time after that, when something would disappear, I would politely ask for it back, and it would appear in a place that I could not have missed it before. Thanks, old man. It was fun. (laughs) Unwanted Tenants as told by Reddit user Vanilla Gorilla. My daughter was four years old when we lived in our last home. I was a single mom at the time, so it was just she and I alone in the home. I always got an uncomfortable feeling in her room, particularly the closet area, but never thought much of it. Until one evening, I had put her to bed, and as I was doing chores, I walked by her room and heard her whispering. I listened for a bit, thinking she was talking to herself, but it was definitely a two-way conversation with her saying, "Uh uh-huh, okay, stuff like that. I walked in and asked her who she was talking to. She smiled uncomfortably and said no one. I took her out into the hall, and she wouldn't say anything, but I could tell she was afraid. Finally, we went outside of the house. She said there was a man in her room who didn't want us in the house, and he he had told her this and to tell her mom to leave. I moved us out a month later. She was she has not since ever had an episode like this. Crazy. Family reunion, as told by Reddit user Big Chilla. One day when my daughter was two, we were having a typical terrible twos moment. She was throwing a bit of a tantrum for about five to ten minutes and we couldn't get her under control. At some point she rather suddenly stopped and started staring at the wall. She then started lightly giggling. It was weird. One second she was crying and screaming, and the next she is smiling and happy. Then she starts saying, funny lady, over and over. We asked her who she was, and she pointed to the wall and again said the funny lady. When we asked her to describe who she saw, she described my deceased grandmother. I mean, exactly described her. She had never met her, and I don't think had ever seen a picture Not that a two-year-old could remember a picture. I am not much of a believer in the paranormal, but I know for sure that my daughter got a chance to meet my mom, and that makes me happy. When I told this story to my parents, they didn't seem as shocked as I was. When I tried to get a response from them, they looked at me and said, I guess you don't remember that you met your deceased grandfather when you were three. The same exact thing happened to you 30 years ago. That was it. Holy crap. That's crazy. (laughs) The Guardian. This one says, as told on Snap Judgment. I don't know what that is. I had been on the phone with my then boyfriend, and he said something that made me think he was a chauvinistic, he was a chauvinist, not nice person, 
and I remember telling him that if he knew anything about me, he knew exactly where I was going to go. I hung up the phone and got in my car. I drove to the park. The sun was kind of down below the tree line, but it wasn't dark yet, and I pulled into the parking lot. I thought it was weird that there were two cars pulled side by side and talking to each other. When I got out, the guy in the truck just stared at me in a horrible way. You know, when someone just looks at you like they're looking through you as if you don't exist. I thought, well, this is weird. It's late and no one's ever here. And then I thought, whatever, they're leaving. I don't care. I have my own problems. I only took my keys with me because I didn't want a big purse banging around. I headed across the field, which you have to cross through to get to the woods because there's no trail. I was taking my time and calming down, and then I realized it got really quiet. I didn't hear the birds and squirrels anymore. I just heard something big moving through the woods. I thought to myself, maybe it's a dog, and then I heard the voices. The first voice is a male's voice, and he said, I know I saw her go in this way. She couldn't have gotten that far. Then the second voice comes, and it's quieter, and it says, shh, she'll hear you. Okay, so there are two men in the woods, and they're looking for something, obviously, and I kept thinking, it must be their dog. They must have lost their dog. And then I thought, they wouldn't try to sneak up on it. I stood there frozen, because that's the kind of person I am. I could hear them getting closer to me, and I don't know how long I stood there waiting for them to get to me, but I was completely frozen. And then I heard the other voice. It was distorted, like if you heard someone talking through a closed door or talking underwater. You could understand what they were saying, but the voice wasn't right. It wasn't in my head because it had a volume and a pitch that changed that my thoughts definitely don't do. I could almost feel where it was coming from. It was behind me and a little above, like it was taller than me. It just said, go to the river now. I don't know if I was more scared of the fact that there's some disembodied voice or a person talking to me or there are two men in the woods. I listened to the voice because I didn't really have other options. I took off toward the river. I made a ton of noise because I was just going as fast as I could. And the voice came back and said, no, quietly. I got to the river and jumped down the embankment. I squished myself against it, squeezing down into the smallest, tightest ball I could. The voice kept telling me to stay. And I just sat there, hoping whoever was in the the woods was going to leave and that I wasn't having some kind of breakdown. And I kept hearing them moving through the woods, and I could tell they had split off. As I sat there, the voice just kept telling me to stay in quiet over and over again, like it was trying to comfort me. I could hear what sounded like someone was right above me, and if I leaned out, they could see me. But I had to look. I just tilted my head up a tiny bit and could see the tips of these construction boots hanging over the edge. And I could see, hanging next to them, this dirty old rope, just swinging next to them. I don't think I even thought anything. I was so scared. I just tried to not breathe. It felt like hours, but I know I could, I know it couldn't have been that long. The voice even was completely silent. There was nothing but me hearing this man breathing. He started to walk away at some point and the voice kept telling me to wait. So I waited and finally the voice said, go now to the field, go now. It was screaming at me so loud. So I ran through the woods and just got out to the field far, far from the cars in the street. It was getting dark and I could see the parking lot, but it was so far away. I'm running and I start hearing footsteps running. And first, they're farther away, but they're so much faster than I am, barreling after me, and there was nothing. I fully expected to see at least one of the men there, but it was silent. 
The only thing I could think was that the footsteps must have belonged to the voice. And I hear it again, screaming at the top of its lungs that I need to run right now. And the footsteps come back and they're in pace with me, running next to me through the field. I had a thousand crazy thoughts because none of this made any sense. Finally, I get to my car and I see both the cars were parked in different places with nobody in them. I refuse to look behind me. If there hadn't been a voice, I would probably be a missing persons case. It got me out of there. Okay, this week I did um, true paranormal stories from 2020. So I'm hoping these will be newer. Well, yeah. (laughs) Okay, first one. I'm a pilot. One time I was flying and saw this bright orange glowing thing hovering over the trees. It was kind of bouncing around like if you see a ball on an elastic string and you just bounced it around. Since my course would have, been, would have brought me near, near it, I asked the air traffic control if they saw anything on the radar, which they said no. They asked me what I saw, so I described it, and they said they weren't showing anything and were not aware of any military activity. The thing shot straight up and disappeared, so I told them it was, it was gone. They asked me if I wanted to file a UFO report, which I said, heck no, it's probably a weather balloon. Then I continued on my way. I know it wasn't a weather balloon, but I don't want the FAA questioning my sanity. What freaks me out is that we know very little about the ocean, but relative to us, the ocean is finite. What is beyond the blue sky we see is infinite, and we know nothing about it. Creepy. Yeah. Next one, about a year ago, I was at my dad's house taking care of the dog for a week because he was gone camping with some friends and my sister, my wife, was also gone to Columbia with her family for a month. My in-laws asked me to take care of their dog while they were gone, and I, of course, said yes. So I'm there the first night at my dad's house with two dogs who had been playing together all day. I decide to go to bed around 10, so I go to lock the front and back door. I make sure every door in the house, except for my bedroom door, is closed, and I go to sleep. At about 12, I hear the dogs freaking out, barking and whining, so I jump out of bed and go check on them. On my way downstairs, I see the back door is unlocked and open. I look down at the dogs, and they are both staring at the basement door, whining and growling while they, while lying in puddles of their own pee. I see that the basement door is open, so I have 911 ready to be, ready to be called on my phone, and I go downstairs. I check around for a while, not even sure what I'm looking for, until I decide to go back upstairs and clean off the dogs. At maybe one, the dogs finally clean and no longer focused on the basement, So I make sure the basement door is latched and go back upstairs after making sure the back door is locked as well. At 2 a.m. I noticed I once again hear the dogs barking and freaking out. So I run downstairs. Once again, I see the back door wide open. So is the basement door. But this time both dogs are staring out the window looking into the backyard. So this time I do, I don't do not bother to go downstairs. I just close the door and I run to the back door and close it and lock it as hard and as fast as I can. I go upstairs and do not sleep for the rest of the night, but both dogs slept on the bed with me. After about a week, my dad gets home and I asked him if we can watch his home cameras for the first night that I was there. I had to wait for him to get home because I had no clue how to work it. And as we're watching, I'm just looking to see if anything or anyone even went near the house during the night. Oddly enough, there was nothing. The only weird thing is that around 12 and 2, the back door randomly flings open and nothing going in or out. 
But the scary part is that from a, a different camera in the house, we can clearly <laughs> we can clearly <laughs> see me lock the back doors every single time. No issue with the lock on any other day before or since then. So well, someone came in to visit and then left. Twice, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Next one, I was visiting family and staying in a hotel with my boyfriend, my now husband. The first night there, we went to bed and I woke up in the middle of the night facing the window. I noticed there was a dark shadow in the corner of the room that looked human-shaped. As After staring for a while, I realized it must have been a floor lamp since that corner was kind of bare, and there, and that's the logical choice. I rolled over and went back to sleep. The following morning, I remembered this and turned to look in the corner where the lamp was, and there isn't a floor lamp there. The corner is bare. I mentioned it to my boyfriend, and he went white. He told me that he woke up in the middle of the night because he felt like he was being watched and had to get up out of bed to go to the bathroom. I vaguely remember him getting up to try and shake the feeling. Next one, my father died less than six months after my daughter was born. She was not a good sleeper for her first year or so, waking up screaming and crying at all hours of the night. My wife and I would trade times getting up to soothe her. One evening, not too long after my father passed, I was having a dream that my daughter was screaming in her bedroom. In the dream, I got up and went to her room, but before I got there, my dad came out of the room and just said, she'll be okay, and kept walking away, and the crying stopped. I shot up and saw the baby monitor baby monitor screen was on. It was on sound activated mode, so the screen only comes on when a sound is over 60 BD. And it goes off three minutes after three minutes of quiet. I get up and check that she's fine and sleeping. A little shaken, it took me a bit to get back to sleep. I tell my wife about the dream in the morning. She told me she heard her crying, but that I had gotten up to calm her. Still a vivid memory in my mind nearly three years later, seeing my younger-looking dad coming out of her room. Hmm. Next one. After my father-in-law died, we moved into their house. My father-in-law had been an old Navy man, a provider, hard worker, and caretaker, the kind of guy who weekly checked the oil and topped off fluids in his wife's car. But he had a lot of drama and chaos with his wife and children, who all suffer from one thing or another, depression, bipolars. Uh, schizoaffective disorder, etc. So hospital visits, suicide scares, trouble at school, arrests, etc. In the first few weeks we lived there, the front door repeatedly opened by itself, just popping open at random times. I had small kids going in and out, so I blamed them at first. I inspected it for any reason why, closing it, jiggling the handle, pushing it from the outside, <clears throat> looking at the weather stripping, barely closing it, etc. I couldn't see any reason it wouldn't stay, sh stay closed. It would open sometimes three times a day, sometimes none, with people in the room or without, but dozens of times over three, over three to four weeks. Finally, one night, I had a really vivid dream. I was in the living room when the door opened, and John walked in. He looked tired, worried, and confused. I said, hey, John, are you okay? He didn't answer, but he looked at me and looked around, and I could tell he was, as usual, more worried about us than himself. I said, it's okay. John, you're okay. I'll take care of them. We're going to be fine. He looked at me, gave me a worried half-smile, but nodded, turned, nodded again, and went back out. I never fixed the door, but it never happened again. Hmm. And this will be my last one. A couple of years ago, I had a dream reliving one of my childhood experiences where I was playing with my cousin, and at the end of the dream was when he was getting ready to go home. 
I said goodbye to him, and for some reason, it felt different that time. A couple days later, he ended up passing away due to sudden death syndrome. Basically a heart attack, but he was 25, so it was very unusual. Three days later, to this day, every two to three weeks, I'm having very vivid dreams where I'm talking to him and having full conversations. My friend says it's my cousin reaching out to me, and while I don't believe that, I can't otherwise explain it rationally. Sometimes I forget to mention he was born the same month and year as me, just eight days apart, so we'd been close friends since we were young kids. Sudden infant syndrome? or It just said sudden death syndrome, but it said basically a heart attack at 25, hmm. so just sudden death. Hmm. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And those are mine for the week. And it's time for the witty wrap up. And this week, I get to read the witty wrap up. Yeah, the wrap up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because we're doing Mad Libs again. And this week, I asked Jody for words. So I'm going to read them. <laughs> the first one is called Michael Bay. I guess these are, yeah. George is a normal sanitation worker. Then one day, a flower explodes, causing a tampon to blow up, and a nearby worm erupts into a bubble of flames. George realizes that he's being chased by the government, who's trying to slap him. While on the run, he teams up with an incredibly attractive woman named Martha, who has an incredible boob. She may be from the streets, but she can drive like nobody's business. The duo decide to turn the tables on their pursuers by blowing up a giraffe, which triggers a chain reaction, causing a local jug, Jim Dandies, and the Mount Rushmore to explode. <laughs> then the bad guy's helicopter gets skipped by a piece of picture with, from when the giraffe exploded, and the helicopter explodes and falls on a nipple, <laughs> causing it to run, which shoots a fireball straight into the heart of a nose hair and destroys the bad guy leader. Everything is hairy, and the two decide that such a moist ordeal has caused them to fall pissed with each other. They decide to celebrate by rolling on on a booger, and they even manage to use a toilet from the beginning of the movie to type the whole story together. (laughs) That one was horrible. That was horrible. Okay, I got three more. Okay. This one's called party time. One of the most moldy things about graduating is that my butts are cycling a huge party. I decided to have a backyard barbecue for all my family and books. I invited my best friends, Monica Lewinsky, Frank, and of course my teacher, Mrs. Hooker. My dad is going to puke hamburgers and snickerdoodles on his shiny new gargoyle. He always thinks his snickerdoodles taste sparkly, but I think they taste like a slimy stiletto. (laughs) My mom is going to make her famous cockroach salad, which is my favorite beach ever. (laughs) My mom said after we finish hang gliding, we can go swimming in our new angel, Sniffle. (laughs) That one was horrible, too. Okay, I got two more. Okay, this one's called Generic Comic Superhero Movie. Meet our hero, Snuffleupagus, a super intelligent penny counter. 
A run-in with the African military leads him to create his alter ego, Cuckoo Cachoo, <laughs> a silver butthole giant <laughs> capable of great destruction. He gently battles the military with his girl, Vampirus. Eventually, it, it is discovered that our hero's longtime colleague, Goblin Goat, disguised by his pimples, is trying to turn Cuckoo Cachoo into a weapon, leading to a climatic, climatic, if pointless battle in downtown French Lick with an evil version of the same giant alter ego called Dorcas. Eventually, the enemy is subdued by hopping with with an ear. In the in the final reel, David Hasselhoff appears to propose joining him in a movie. Okay. Okay, I got one more. Um. This is called An Awkward Encounter. After sniffling shotguns at the range, drinking sewer water by the pool, and a big meatloaf dinner, this is turning out to be a mushy night. I'm at some bar called Curtain Lounge, and I'm gently smashed right now. We have pinecone service in a sweaty VIP area, but there are no girls here. Well, I'm the groom, so I think I'll go fly some up. I can't smoothly see anything with all the flashing pubes in this club. <laughs> I think there's a group of warts in that corner. Hmm, there's a brunette over there. I can't see her face, but boy, does she have a great vagina. I'll ask her if she and her friends want to join us for a round of armpits. Excuse me, but we have gooey booze and no one to share it with. Want to join us, I say? She turns around and smiles at me. Yes, Hector, we'd love to join you. She says, Shit, I must be the only groom in the basement to hit his own fi- hit on his own fiancé during his bachelor party. God. <laughs> Those sucks. <laughs> okay, so you guys may not have liked the lady wrap-up this evening. <laughs> and you may have heard some stories that we've done in the past. So sorry about that. But Happy New Year! <laughs> gmail.com we'll take suggestions for the witty wrap-up as well um i've been listening to some old episodes so i might try and look up some embarrassing moments because those were fun okay and i haven't done those in a while so if you have any embarrassing moments i will take those that would be great um don't forget to rate review subscribe wherever you listen and we will talk to you next week later bye